are happening, uh, folks. Special uh, George Grand Jury investigating former President Donald Trump's attempts to overturn the election results of 2020. Uh, that jury believed some of the witnesses, about what, 75, who gave testimony, lied under oath. According to the parts of the panel's final report, which was released yesterday, he had to discuss. This is Mr. Andrew Lee of the Lee Law Firm, LeeBetLaw.com, one of the best constitutional attorneys I know. And, uh, uh, so right as far as this particular segment to discuss. Great to have you, my friend. Before we get into that, are you going to the game tonight, Isles Penguins? That's really one of the biggest games of the year, I think. Oh, dude, what an exciting game. You know, Washington lost yesterday. We're one point out, same amount of games. Florida has one more game on us, same points as Washington. It's such a tight race. The Islanders have a chance, but we need some stepping up. And I think Lee being on the line with Horvat and Barzell, that's how they're practicing now, is looking good. Unfortunately, I'm not going because, fortunately, I'm in Vermont with my kids because next week, you know, is the vacation. So we're going to go to uh, Vermont, which sounds great, but it's been 70 degrees. So I think I should have went sailing or something instead of snowboarding at this point. Uh, You mentioned that word vacation. I have no idea what that means. But in essence, you deserve it. Uh, and that should be fun. We'll keep an eye on the aisles tonight. They got a home, home and away with a penguin sandwiched in between. You got the Bruins. It is not easy, but these are almost must wins with about 25, 26 left in the season, my friend. So, uh, we'll keep an eye on the UBS tonight. We kept an eye as far as that grand jury yesterday investigating Trump's attempts to overturn the election. Some of the witnesses, uh, who gave testimony apparently lied under oath. Talk to me about this. What does it all mean? Where do we go from here with this stuff? Well, let's start off with what we know. So they released a very, very limited part of what happened in the special grand jury. To bring you back, this is the special grand jury about Trump making that telephone call. Everyone knows about the special telephone call when he said he just needs a few more votes, a few more votes. And he said this specific number. And this is Fulton County. This is in Atlanta, the the judge. And they did the special grand jury, and they released part of some findings. And really very limited. I was disappointed. I thought they were going to release more. There was two key findings that we've learned, though. Unanimously, all of the grand jurors, and it just so you know, there was a lot of these guys, a lot of them, they all unanimously agreed that there was no fraud in the election that would have changed the result of the election. That's what we know first. Meaning they're saying there was no widespread fraud, as we heard, and President Biden won and nothing would have changed that. That's one thing. Then the second thing we know, as you said before, at least one of the 75, that's the words they use, at least one of the 75 witnesses committed perjury which means a lie under oath, it's criminal, and it seems to us that they're going to be making a referral for charges to say, that's why they released it, that someone, at least one, lied under oath. And I guess the best thing to know is when you're going to a grand jury, they know the answers before they ask the questions, they have corroboration, and when seven people say one thing and someone else says something else, they know you're a liar, liar, pants on fire. That's what we got from this report yesterday. This is involved, I said Raffensperger, I meant Raffensperger, uh, Brett Raffensperger, who is the Georgia Secretary of State. And what Andrew is referring to is that phone call between Trump and him uh, where, you know, he asked him to find enough votes to make up his deficit uh, to Biden and all in all. But also uh, Giuliani 
uh, was there, correct? Rudy Giuliani, Brian Kemp as well, the governor. Yeah, so first of all, we have to point out that the secretary of state on the call was a Republican. The governor's a Republican. This is not a political thing going on here. This is just purely Republican. And so that's one thing to point out. The second thing is, as you pointed out, Giuliani tried to get out of this. A lot of people tried to get out of this. If you remember, we saw Lindsey Graham. There was all these people trying to get all these people. They said, hey, we have executive privileges. We have a privilege, a special privilege from being in Congress, a lot of them said. They said because we were, we were just talking in Congress, so we shouldn't have to be testifying. At the end of the day, the judge kept making people testify. We had all very, very big names. You used the word Kemp. That's the governor. So many people involved. But originally we thought when they said they were going to issue this report from the special grand jury, they would give us some trinkets. What was the topic they were talking about that the perjury was on? Maybe they would give us some juice, something delicious that we could be talking about on the radio on Jay Oliver. But guess what? They only said that we know at least one. They use the word at least, so maybe there's two. But at least one of these people lied and there's perjury. And so I think what you're going to get out of that is not just the perjury. Because when you get someone charged with a crime, your best friend who's charged with a crime, your best friend who's charged with a crime that's keeping your secrets, they stop being your best friend when they realize their tushy's going to jail. And so I think that what they were talking about in this criminal investigation is they're going to start flipping witnesses. And that's going to get juicy and exciting. And this is the beginning of the show, not the end of it. Now, let's be clear here. This, Andrew, was a special grand jury, uh, which was requested by the DA of uh, Fulton County, right? So they don't have the power to issue indictments. Is that correct? Yeah, so... It's, it's, it's a special grand jury. It's different than the way it came out. It was an investigatory grand jury, but that doesn't mean indictments won't follow. And you see, just because we only see this eight-page report doesn't mean that the district attorney didn't see the full report. There's a much bigger report, and they could do other grand juries off of it. So at the end of the day, I think we ha- we're playing with a, a puzzle. And the puzzle has a thousand pieces, and we've just got two of those thousand pieces. There's not enough pieces to connect the dots, Jay, of what's going to happen next. But it, it was intentionally titillating. They intentionally teased us. Why did they give us these two trinkets of information? One information is election was very valid. It's valid. It's valid. Number two is there was perjury by one of the witnesses. They did it because something's happening next. You wouldn't say that and leave it. It would be like saying, Anders Lee is on the breakaway. Nothing else. Like, what happened on the breakaway? I want to know if he scored. And so that's where we're at right now. And it's, it's exciting. I think they're teasing something. I think something big is going to happen. I think that's why they did it. And I'm looking forward to hearing more of this. It's a very good TV show. The Trump show has been my favorite show for years. I think that it should be a Netflix special. For uh, multiple seasons, from what I understand, Andrew Lee, Lee but Law. So... In essence, you know, you look at guys like Giuliani, Lindsey Kemp, other Republicans as well uh, involved there. I mean, there still could be some criminal charges here. A- am I correct in thinking that down the bike? Yeah, I think that, number one, I think there could be criminal charges from what we always thought there could be criminal charges down the bike. And, again, what I think is most interesting is I think they're going to lead off by doing criminal charges on perjury. That's why they said that. That's why that was released. 
I think there's going to be perjury against one of these people. And they were protecting, protecting, protecting. And they were trying to deflect and go with their team, go with their tribe, go with their allegiance. But I'm telling you, once someone gets charged with perjury and they realize they're going to be on that soap on a rope thing, all of a sudden they change their tune. So if I had a crystal ball, and I sometimes tell my kids when they get in trouble, I have a crystal ball so I can see these things. I got to tell you, if I had a crystal ball, I think charges are coming on perjury next. And from that, someone's going to flip, and from that, dominoes start falling. It's a good game of dominoes we're about to see. Because, you know, you read this stuff, you, you kind of try and educate yourself a little bit. The President of the United States has a duty, a constitutional one, in essence, right? And that is to ensure safety of the election, to make sure everything's copacetic, integrity involves security, the whole nine yards. Listen, a couple of phone calls. There were many officials, many attorneys, I would think, on that phone line. Secretary of State of Georgia, Raffensburg, we know. No one objected, uh, Andrew, even slightly protested or disconnected the call from what we understand. I mean, listen, you can kind of make the case if there was something nefarious involved with questioning as far as Donald J. Trump was concerned. Uh, something uh, would have become that of major notice. No, it didn't kind of happen that way, in the beginning at least, at the time. Well, first of all, I think they recorded this on the um, the Georgia line, thinking something nefarious was happening. But setting that all aside, I will tell you as an attorney, I don't think attorneys have as much power as you just alluded to. I'm in the middle for a very big corporate client of mine, writing them a part of their policies. And I've written a paragraph. I just want you to understand this happened yesterday again. I wrote a paragraph about a month ago, and one of the business people wrote back why they disagree with it. And I wrote, here's why you're wrong. And then they wrote, here's why they disagree with it. And I wrote, here's why you're wrong. And they kept doing it. And at one point, here's what I wrote. And this is how attorneys feel about everything. I've now advised you why you have exposure. Now, if you would like to go forward having exposure, I could care less. And at the end of the day, the attorney's only in trouble if they don't give informed consent in my situation. And in the situation you're referencing, it would be if there was a crime fraud exception, meaning if the attorney was participating in the crime or the fraud that Trump potentially was perpetrating. Potentially, I need to say again. But the question is, was the attorney participating or did they just overhear it? And if they overheard it, I don't see the attorney having any problems. I don't see them shutting it down. Now, if the attorney was saying with Trump, no, you got the wrong number, we need these votes, not those votes, then I could see it becoming a nefarious. But I think the tea leaf you're grasping at, I don't know that that says it was good, bad, or indifferent. And I don't know that Trump's the only person they're targeting here. And I don't know that Trump's the person that's ultimately going to get the person that has the problem here. He has a lot of insulation in this situation, because one of the things that Trump is brilliant at is alluding to things without saying things. I need to get, as opposed to you need to change. He uses words very well to get him out of trouble a lot. We all know what he's saying, but he doesn't say it. And I think it's a really special skill. You see a lot of CEOs talk like this. They allude to things and they want all of their their team, the the, the people underneath them to uh, uh, carry it out. The boss doesn't always say these things. So I think maybe Trump's insulated, but that conversation itself, I don't feel like it's going to what's going to be protecting him that all these people are on the phone. No question, especially the announcement of his bid for the White House. 
in 2024. Of course, also under federal investigation for his role in the riots of the U.S. Capitol, as well as the retention of more than 150 classified documents at his Mar-a-Lago estate if leaving office. All this in play. And again, uh, that's the question, folks. How much insulation in play uh, for Donald J. Trump as we march towards 24? I'll tell you that much. That'll be very interesting. The ramifications of all this. Uh, very interesting stuff over the next, what, 19 months or so. Interesting. Mr. Lieb, uh, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, listen, be careful up there on the slopes, okay? Be very careful. I know you'll do fine, though. I appreciate it, and I'm going to ask you to do me a solid and hold the Islanders down tonight. We need to hear a lot of cheering from you. I'm going to be driving. It's a long drive to Vermont, so I'm counting on you screaming every time there's a goal. They can feel the energy of the crowd and the fans at home. We need to support our Islanders. Let's go, Islanders. We'll find my way to a set and watch it. Uh, without question. This is an important game, really. The next three are vital. Uh, two with the Penguins, one with the Bruins, sir. Uh, until next time, you enjoy, okay? Speak soon. Thank you. You got it. Leave